0: Hello, Phil Croshaw here again from Passions, and in this episode, we're going to talk to Rocco. And Rocco is a promoter who's doing television, and he's going to talk to us as well about adapting during a pandemic. Enjoy. <laughs> Hello and a very warm welcome to this edition of Passions and I'm delighted today to be joined by Rocco. What a great name, Rocco. Rocco is an amazing guy with an amazing story with doing lots of really interesting, fun things. And I desperately wanted him on the show today to talk about his history, what he's doing, about his passion and what he's currently doing in the entertainment and music space. So a very warm welcome to Passions Rocco.
1: Good morning, Phil. And thank you so much for having me on again. Well, having me on for the first time. Yeah, we never know, it might be
0: again, because it might be so good that I invite you back for, round, for part two. Uh,
1: thank you so much. I'll <laughs> be here.
0: <laughs> okay, so tell me first of all then, Rocco, what would you say if somebody said to you, stop me in the street and said, what exactly is your passion? What would you answer? How would you answer it?
1: Um, I'm always a person that gives a helping hand to everyone. Um, I'm always a person of uh, giving back. So that's like always my joy my passion is as long as it pleases others it pleases me as well you know and and i've learned that from everything i've done in concerts or in shows um it kind of really pleases me when they walk away from the theater to say wow what a great show um and for me that's like it's like a passion i guess because uh, I've made people happy, it's all about smiling, it's all like uh, pleasuring people, it's nothing to do with profit or loss or whatever, you know, um, it's all about what's the joy inside uh, and I bring that across, you know, so so, yeah, that's, I don't know how you define passion, but uh, that's my joy, shall I say.
0: Yeah, it's, it's interesting because that that's part of this whole journey and this channel and what we're the journey that we're on is about researching passions and it's very interesting as the journey's gone on how many different people give different answers to that question and often yeah. people say well I've never really thought about it but seeing as I'm on the show and, I, and you, you're talking to me these this is what came into my head. And I think what I would say is straight away is that so we're recording this, what, in end of February 2021. So we we have just been through and are still going through what we hope is the end of the, the global pandemic. So that positivity and that, that kind of idea of smiling, I think, is very topical and very appropriate. And And that's great, so great to hear in the current climate.
1: Yeah, I think um, that's one thing. Uh, I I recently launched a TV show uh, on Sky, uh, which was called, if I could talk about it, that is. Yes, please do. Yeah. um, It was called Feel Good Factor TV. Um, A 13-week show, um, no commissioning, we kind of knocked on doors, get kind of raised money for different people, and it was all about, that was just about it. It's just to uplift the nation, the whole content of the channel was to uh, make people feel good, look good, Uh, be uh, inspired Uh, so we kind of very selected the content that we had to put together every week Um, and we were so lucky uh, through our good contacts in the industry of health and well-being we managed to get some great great names on board who supplied a lot of tv content um, from anything from uh, meditation uh, from uh, exercising from uh, uh maybe uh, inspirational speakers right from Joe Vitali Tony Robbins so um so they all joined me because uh, their support was tremendous because that was it was all about inspiring the nation through this kind of lockdown or of people mental health people being stuck at home um you know we're not the answer um it was just a contribution you know so uh so and you know we got fantastic reviews fantastic viewership um so then we we're happy with that you know we felt we've contributed back to uh to the nation one way or another so um that was a great thing to do. What we did, yeah,
0: I mean, it's, it sounds absolutely fantastic, and it sounds amazing. Yeah. And I'm sure uh, there's no doubt in my mind. For example, I mean, I didn't get to see it, as maybe a significant number of people won't have seen it. Uh, so I would love yeah. you to find ways of making that more available again. I'd love to watch it. <laughs> um, we, we, so.
1: we are we are we are looking at working on series two. Um uh, it's always subject to getting sponsors. And, you know, it's, it's not been an easy ride because uh, I can understand it's not the best time to raise money uh, for any businesses or concerts or shows. Um, you know, people are a bit worried what the future holds. Uh, so they're holding tight on their money. Um, I only, I got inspired. Uh, my my normal work, I, I organize events, concerts and shows. And I too uh, suffered the kind of, a bit of sadness, you know, you feel a bit depressed, uh, not able to put on concerts or shows because all theatres was closed. You know, I uh, normally have two or three shows a year. Um, and I miss doing shows, I miss doing concerts, you know. So I kind of turned back to TV um, and I did the first TV show, uh, a live one, which I presented uh, on Sky. Um, and it was all about Italy because I'm from italian descent uh but i'm also from bradford originally as well (laughs) pardon the accent uh so i got this bradford italian accent it's a bit weird but go on (laughs) it's different it's It's good to be different people said you sound like keith lemon i said what <laughs> um, uh, so because i couldn 't do any concerts or events because theaters locked down uh, I went to uh, back to t v And I proposed an idea to Sky, if we can do something for Italy. Um, So we ended up, this was in June, um, where we did a three hour show live. And I collected, uh, it was all about sending messages to the people of Italy, because Italy was one of the prime countries where they suffered the most about COVID and, you know, so many people dying. And I too, I lost friends there as well. well. Yeah, and so um, and so that inspired me to let's do something for um, find a way to give support, inspirational. Um, so I was very lucky. I managed to uh, put a three-hour show together, and I called all my celebrity friends, right down from Whoopi Goldberg, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Sylvester Stallone, everyone. I had about all sending and, and you know and Brian May, which I'm gonna tell you a story about Brian May in a second. Um bless him. So we gathered all these little selfie messages, um, so many stars from all over the world, uh, sending love messages to Italy. Uh, And it was so wonderful. We clipped all the uh, footages together. That could have been a minute long or two minutes. Um, And it ended up with a three-hour live show full of messages of love. No money, no donations. Um, And it was, like, well-received across Italy. And and that, like, made me, like, wow, we did something good. And I think because of that show, which was called Help for Italy, that inspired me to do Feel Good Factor for, for England. So it kind of led on.
0: That, that's amazing, and I want to talk more about all that and some of the stuff you want to do. But before I do...
1: Yeah. Um, I've got to tell you about Brian May before I forget on this one. Say again, sorry? I've got to tell you about Brian May on... on oh, yeah, I won't let you forget.
0: I'll come back... Listen, I'll, I'll, I'll come back to that. that. I'll it's tell you brains, what, though.
1: My brains, I forget. Don't worry, don't
0: worry. I've I've made a note of it, so I'll not let you forget. The yeah. reason I'm saying it is because... Um, Anybody watching this, all of a sudden, you just suddenly throw in all these amazing global names that are friends of yours. I want to just take you back a little bit to give me some insight because you mentioned about doing the events. Uh, but talk me through some of the events you've done and some of the people that you've had at those events because it's not like an event as in some you know a small small cafe with uh, me doing a speech you know it's really a lot more powerful than that so talk me through how that came about and some of the guests that you've had and it's okay to name drop
1: yeah, no. Um, I started off. Uh, my normal line work was always music, doing the events for for music side, um, and an opportunity came up with Al Pacino um a while ago and you know he was my first show i ever did um so uh i was doing a um it's, it's like a one night with al pacino in conversation with al so basically he goes on stage with a host and a theater audience um but he was doing this in america called one night with al um so i was trying to uh get Al to come to london it, it took a while for him uh to be convinced eventually agreed to it i think it took a year um so i managed to get out over to uh to london we did actually the london palladium um and he was my first ever show we did as if we call in conversation with so from kind of music i moved over to uh, uh one night with al pacino what well, it was like an evening with Al Pacino was called um so he was my very first show of, five six years ago um sold out in in a in a flash you know it was like amazing uh and we had a good uh, emma freud she hosted him um well she was half good <laughs> as i do have gossip on that one um and but it was a great show then then from al that led me on to uh the start of uh, a few more of years of in conversations with after Al, I got a call from Sylvester Stallone's people. So I had Sylvester Stallone show after Al Pacino won, and it kind of snowballed from there, you know. So I, I've done many actually Stallone, uh, Schwarzenegger, many times, um, Charlie Sheen, Jane Fonda. The last one before the pandemic was uh, last two, last a year ago, was with Kelsey Grammer uh, and Sophia Lorraine. So they were my last two shows.
0: Um, it, 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 Rocco, it is a bit wow. I have to say, I'm a bit in. I'm a bit kind of overawed by that. That's amazing. And what I think is interesting as well about that is, I think that's a really good lesson in persistence. I talk to my clients a lot in business development and business growth about the importance of persistence. And what's amazing about that is, like you said, it took a year. Now, you could have very easily tried to get hold of him. It'd be a bit of a dream. Tried to get yeah. hold of Al Pacino, completely failed, and then thought, oh, it's not no. worth it, I won't bother. But clearly, you kept going with that, with your eye on that prize.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it was thanks to one of his close friends, uh, Barry Navido, who's a film producer. And it was thanks to Barry, who really kind of made this happen uh but what a wonderful night you know just uh um and you know i mean i love al i'm a friend a great great fan as well um and so it was a great honor for me as well Um so i did uh, it was like every year so many shows of these big names came on board you know um if people ask me who was your favorite one uh i don't have any I don't know, uh, because I'm not kind of, um, I find this as a a job um, and and I've always involved a lot of people, young people to work with me as well, to give them an opportunity, to give them an experience. Um, So uh, a lot of the young ones, oh, wow, it's Sylvester Stallone, it's Al Pacino. I never kind of got starstruck because I was just doing a job. Uh, And I looked what I do, you know, and even for me, um, it's always it's nerve wracking because I'm dealing with big Hollywood stars and everything has to be perfect in the organization because at the end of the day, it's my responsibility. You know, anything goes wrong as a promoter comes to me. Um, But it's been a wonderful experience with them all. But I don't have any favorite ones. Uh, uh, Probably if I had to push maybe charlie sheen i love charlie sheen charlie's like one of hers he's just like down to earth guy you know crazy guy um and you know uh i I don't advise you to stay with him because he's always up like 48 hours you know there's no (laughs) there's no sleep with charlie sheen you know uh but you know what uh, it's like a a good friend you know it's like just a normal geezer uh his celebrities doesn't bother him or uh he's, a, he's like just a normal guy so i think at a push probably yeah charlie sheen you know um uh, but i've loved them all you know so uh and then what what
0: was the format then rocco did you have did you have them on stage being interviewed did did the audience get a chance to ask questions or anything like that how did that yeah, work? Yeah,
1: yeah the show was always called uh, I in. An evening with um, and basically it was just that we had the uh, the artist on stage with a host uh, the artist talked about his career uh, and at the end of the show, there was always an opportunity for the uh, theater audience to ask questions uh, to the artist so yeah, that was always the format uh, so it was a q and a.
0: All oh, right. That, that's just absolutely amazing. So yeah. um, you've obviously got this background in music and entertainment. Um, was, the, was moving into, the tele, into television from what you might call the live environment, was that part of you thinking about how can I adapt to the new scheme of things based on the fact you couldn't do live events?
1: Yeah, because it's out of boredom and depression. So What do I do here now? There's nothing else to do Uh, because we had big concerts booked and planned. Uh, In fact, last June, we had Caro Santana on a world tour. Uh, One of our first shows was at the Pyramids in Egypt. Uh, That was all, all stopped. Um, so I uh, said so what do we do otherwise we fall down in depression uh, just like a typical artist you know we need to be inspired let's do something and I'm the type of person I get bored quickly if I don't do 10 jobs I kind of what's happening in my life you know um, because I do many other things as well and I love charity stuff and etc um, so and that's what led really to do my first show back on TV The Health of Italy um, and, and all these were put together in just a short, short time you know um, Hell for Italy was done in three weeks uh, feel good factor 13 week show put together miraculously in four or five weeks the whole thing you know so uh it's, yeah. because it's because the message is to anyone when you believe in something and you do it with love and you do it with your heart Anything is possible. Anything is achievable. If you do it with love and if you do it with, uh, with passion, with your heart. Um, and, and that's the drive I have. Because when I love something, I kind of, you know what, nothing's going to stop me. Come rain or shine, no money, no sponsors, it's going to happen. Because we, we, we say to the universe, there's a commitment here. We're going to make it happen. Uh, and that's the way I work. And, 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 I, and I, I, I enjoy what I do. You know, you, and then, you know. Uh, I
0: think Rocco. I think people should be able to take a lot of inspiration, and that should be. I would. Th- I would say that should be something that people should really reflect on and think about, because yeah, I know. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm older now, obviously. I know, young. I
1: know. I don't
0: look a day over twenty-five, but I've had a hard life, honestly. But, Twenty-one. Because, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what I see a lot of is. um It seems to me um, that people can't, a lot of people don't create momentum. They, They start something. And I think this is particularly true of the current state of play with the pandemic and the last year and everything. And they dabble in it, but they don't drive through. I, usually, I think of it almost like getting in a tank. And, you know, you put a tank and a tank will just put it into first gear or whatever, and it will just drive through everything. But people yeah. easily get put off or they lose interest or they, you know, and this kind of, shall we say, they play at it, probably the best way to describe it. What strikes me about you is you what I, you are what I would describe as a doer. Is that yeah. a reasonable observation?
1: hundred percent. But I also have them occasions where I have no drive. Uh, I do have to find inspiration um, Mm -hmm. and I kind of either find it in myself or I go to other people to inspire me, to push me. Um, I think I do get concerned about so many people who may start off projects and it could be simple things uh, that cannot go the whole way. It's because at the end of the day, there's not much help uh, for people to have help Um, and it could be a business project. Um, It's not easy to get any funding anymore these days. There's no help, really. Um, And sometimes I feel sorry for that because, you know, somebody has a dream. Um, and the cat pursue it because there's really no help out there. You know, luckily I'm the, I'm kind of independent. I find my own help. I, you know, I find ways to help me uh, because that's all I can do. You know, I can't rely on other people, although I go to people or friends, you know, for some time for inspiration. Um, but I gotta find it myself. If I don't find in me, um, there's nobody else to do it for me. Uh, but I wish there was more help because, you know, I have them times as well where, you know, look, we've got an amazing TV project coming up now and soon. Um, and there's not much help. You know, there's not help to write like, where is funding and where is like. So it kind of, you know what, you've got to do it yourself. You've got to find ways uh, of coming for yourself. People like blame the government and this, you know, you can't blame. You can't blame. It's no point blaming people. It, it is what it is. You'll have to find in yourself. If you believe in it, you'll find a way to reach your goal. And that's all you can do. And that's all you have to do, uh, as much as best as you can. You know, you've got to find your own drive and, and, and just go for your dreams. Even though there may not be much help there, you've just got to do your best. Uh, she- you succeed in the end if you believe in yourself. It's all about believing.
0: Yeah. And and you know what, Rocco, I've come across, I've I've interviewed a lot of people over the years, um, probably over 600, a lot of which have been entrepreneurs, some high profile people, as well as just everyday folk doing their thing. But I would say that entrepreneurs very, very often show exactly that trait you've just described. Yeah. they are they don't blame everybody else and they don't they just take personal responsibility to do everything yeah. in their power to make it happen and sometimes yeah. that will work and sometimes it won't but they fail fast and and then they figure out how to get over that wall under that wall around that wall through that wall they'll find a way um and i and i think that's very typical trait of entrepreneurial thinking
1: yeah, I think everybody, in our know, we all got to take responsibilities for our action. Um, you cannot blame other people for your failure or your success or whatever you, uh, you're in. Um, and that's the only, uh, yeah, you've got to be responsible for what you do. Uh, it's like if I do, um, you know, I did a big concert with, for example, Ross Stewart um you know we had 200 people on the day working around Roden, uh which is a big crew um but at the end of the day it's my responsibility to make sure i deliver uh in all sense whether it's sound lighting even cleaning the toilets whatever it is it's, it's my job it's my responsibility to oversee that um, and even though i learn as i go along uh if i'm not fit enough to do that kind of task Uh, than I should be doing in the first place. But I love these challenges because they are challenges. You know, you learn from it. Um, It's good to learn from mistakes because it brings you to another level if you accept it, you know. Um, But I never blame anyone. It's always, I have to, so sorry for that. Uh, I always have to blame uh, myself if I, do anything wrong you know if my show goes wrong or my concert goes wrong it's blame me fire me you know but it's my drive that i've got to get these right you know um, and when I do put on an event or I speak with people or I inspire people, um, you know, I always have this common goal. Nothing is impossible. Anybody can reach their goals with, uh, with that drive, with that passion. It might be a small venture, it might be a big one, um, but aim for it. Stick to it. It might take a week, it might take a year, it might take ten years, it doesn't matter, but you'll get that, you know. And then uh, and the good thing is we all learn, we're all learning, you know, life is about learning. I'm no expert. I've got a lot to learn in anything I do. Um I'm sure you're a more wiser man than I am, Phil. You know. No, you I'm probably, not, trust me. Probably <laughs> you're the man of the world. I don't know. And then uh but it is a bit um um you know, one thing about I've learned now about the this pandemic, for example, and sorry if I babble on, I'll keep quiet. What's great is um, it's brought the whole world together more closer. You know, there's more like love around, uh, even now to the normal people I meet on the streets, uh, before they used to be a bit cold. Now, good morning, how are you? Uh, and, and that kind of, you know, this kind of real love happening in the streets or in the world, you know. So all this pandemic thing, there's some goodness come out of it anyway, you know. Um, people are more together, you know, and, and I'm proud of when we had all the nurses clapping together and more, you know, it just goes to show, when there's a big situation in the world, we can, if we want, we can be together, you know, and that's that's like a good passion drive to me, you know. Um uh go on, sorry, I speak too much.
0: No, 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 no. I think it, I was I was absolutely listening to what you were saying because I and I agree, it, excuse me, I agree. It's a great leveler, as they say. And I think yeah. what has happened as a result of the pandemic is a lot of people have in fact, vast majority probably of people. Uh, have reflected, is the word that springs to mind for me, is they've reflected on what's important. They've reflected on, you know, were they a a workaholic? You know, were they on the hamster wheel? Excuse me. Were they on the hamster wheel of of life and not maybe taking time to smell the roses, as they say? Um, Is their business model the right one? Are they doing a business? Is their business the kind of thing they want to be doing or have they fallen out of love with their business? Lots of opportunities to reflect and of course, to do other things and adapt and adapt as well, which of course is what, what you were talking about.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: so, um, just, just so that uh, you can see, I've not forgotten, tell us what you're doing now and then, uh, tell us about Brian May.
1: I am going to tell you about Brian May first, because I always thought, I have to say, I love that guy because he is a true trooper. that guy. So when we was doing help for Italy, um, so I messaged Brian May about, can you do me a small message, um, you know, something of love to Italy, of support. And I didn't hear anything from him for, for about two weeks. I thought, okay, he ain't going to do anything. Then um, suddenly I get this message um, to say, um, I can't remember exactly what it was, but he brought the conversation up. Uh, this was at the time when he had a heart attack. He was in hospital. Um, so because um, we're all over the press, he had this heart attack, you know, Brian's in hospital. Um, and while he was at the hospital, uh, he said, I haven't forgot about you, by the way. Within five minutes, he sent me a selfie video message about Italy. I thought, wow, you know, it's totally. And, and little things like that mean a lot to me. Because the guy remembered um, and it went out of his way, even though he was in hospital, uh, did me a fantastic little minute video message of Twitter me. Um and you know, and I never forget that. For me, that's like a true guy, you know. So uh, for, me, for me it's a big story, you know, because he does it with, with love, he did it with his with his heart, with passion, you know, to me to me that was important. Because uh, I totally forgot about him. I said, we ain't going to get a message off him. Out of the blue, sends me the video message. Uh, while he was in hospital, you know, a great guy. Yeah, yeah that's
0: that's yeah. wonderful, wonderful story. So tell so, us then uh, about what you're doing at the moment. And um, I say we're recording this at the end of February. So just 2021. Just tell us about this that you're doing at the moment then and um, the story of how that came about.
1: Yeah, uh, so I'm launching a new um, TV channel uh, on Sky. Um, It's all about um, music related. So we're putting together, we're launching in April, um, uh, a channel called All About the Music. Uh, It's going to be a weekly channel on on one of the Sky platforms um, and it's totally dedicated to uh, a platform of voice for artists and songwriters um, in the weekly program, in the weekly series, we have a variety of programs um, uh, to uh, to educate, to bring fun, uh, inspiration, anything to do with it, related to the music. You know, one of our flagship shows is called Let's Talk Music. Um, that's a, a weekly educational show all about the music industry. So every week, uh imagine like BBC question time, never mind the bus call. So every week we have a, a different guest panel uh from the industry and also uh different topics every week. Uh, I'm bringing this show back to England because I had a big hit show with it when I filmed it in Malta 10 years ago. We got an award for it because it was a big success. So let's bring it back here now. And it's a perfect timing because people want to be educated. People want to be inspired. You know, the music industry right now is on its knees um, and people are finding and looking at ways to be inspired and one of our programs is quite educational, you know, the less Talk Music. Um, and then we have all the content in it, which is the one, is called Fab Song. Fab Song is all about uh, an opportunity, no politics, no red tape. We want to give an opportunity to young artists emerging, signed, unsigned, uh, a platform on TV where they can upload their music um, on, on, on Sky. So that's the opportunity we're giving a lot of artists right now. Um, of course, it's subject to Ofcom rules. We've got to check the videos and veto them, make sure there's no swearing, there's no nudity or whatever it is. Um, but we want to give that opportunity on, on Fab Song as well. So we're all about a platform for artists, shall I say? Uh, do, you, do you know, you know, you
0: know Rocco, what, what strikes me is, um, and I always say this to a lot of people, is, if you do interesting things interesting things happen and i think if you know you're inspired <clears throat> excuse me you're inspirational in a number of ways but one way in which you're ins- inspirational i think is the fact that you try things you try new things you you create possibilities and and it's quite inspiring and exciting to listen to sort of the sorts of things that you're playing around with at the moment
1: and that that's a nice thing, Phil, because what I do, they come and go. Uh they may last a year, they may last a few months, and because I move on to other things, because I, I kind of get bored and I like to do uh, different things all the time. I come up with a project, I come up with an idea, I make sure I deliver, I always deliver what I say. Um, it's like now, um, I don't miss any of the shows I've done. Uh, I've worn the T-shirt, I've done all the best uh, in conversations with uh, a rave artist um, and Hollywood stars, but I don't miss that because, for me now is the past. I've, uh, I've done it. I'm moving in more into TV. Um, but my biggest passion now to be, um, I'm hoping that we, we um, I've got a film coming out soon. Well, we're working on the film. Uh, we're hoping to film end of this year. And it's a comedy film based on The Godfather. Uh, so we spent like a year scripting it, writing it, and I've already got big names attached to it. So uh, after, even when we do the TV show for uh, for um, for the music channel, which hopefully will be ongoing, it'll run by itself. But then my uh, my kind of biggest passion maybe, um, or my love, I just want to focus on um, I've never done a film before, it'll be my first one, I've got a great team of people, it's based on The Godfather, it's a comedy um, and now I want to spend a couple of years on that one because I know we're going to have a big hit comedy film, um, because I've been so much in the industry, behind the scenes in films and Hollywood stars now I want to make one, and you know, I've I pulled in some great top directors and producers. They love the concept, they love the script, so then that's my ultimate goal is to, uh, if I drop dead, I want to be known as Rocco's made the most best-selling comedy film ever, you know, so that's my kind of now only goal, you know, so that's my love, you know, now, you know, um, I'm not too bothered. I do miss some shows, I must say, I miss putting some of them together, and maybe covid permitting or to see what happens with the lockdown you know i do miss to do something in maybe september october you know uh even just a concert because i kind of miss the fun of it all um and so uh and maybe i dear friends Spence, we might do something together i don't know so, uh, yeah,
0: I, I think there's some collaborations coming up between uh, us passions and what you do. I, I, I'm inspired yeah. now having met you. Okay, so
1: um,
0: just just quickly, in terms of Sky and accessing the programs that you're doing, um, is there a channel number that they can go to to find out about it or see it?
1: Yes, we we um, so uh, the first show we actually uh, launching now. We're announcing hopefully this week uh, or next week or into February. Uh, it's fab song um, it will be on sky Channel one nine one it 's going to be on air on the fourth of April but uh, be all on out on social media'll be all promoted in the next few days uh, so all the information will be all like really plugged out on Facebook or Instagram or twitter uh, so the whole world will get to know it.
0: Okay so how can how can people follow you then Rocco because the people might be very interested in seeing how this progresses and getting getting access are you, have you are you on twitter and have you got a twitter handle
1: I think now we, uh, yeah, um, I do have a Twitter handle. Um, we're going to be launching a new one uh, as we speak, and it will be on Fab Song. So anybody who types in Fab Song, it'll be all on there, and everything can be followed on there. And 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 of course, the other programmes we're doing, they'll be all announced on there as well. So Fab Song is the leading name, uh, which will be aired on Sky. Showcase TV one nine one, and uh, you can just go on there and you see it all on Facebook and social media stuff and it'll be all on there. Well, we're preparing it for now, so uh, uh, by the time this interview's out, it'll be all out. Yeah, <clears throat>
0: fantastic. Right, okay, amazing stuff. Um, I'm gonna we're gonna finally ask you one more thing. Um, you mentioned about charity work that you do, Rocco, and I know you think you've done some work with the Big Cat Sanctuary. If i've got that right what was yeah. sort the of
1: charity work do you do um i've always been um uh, i've always raised money for a variety of charities um the main one i've always liked was the children's research fund um and because uh, and marie marie claire uh, research so uh, so every time we've done a show or a concert um, we've always donated some of the money, the percentage to that charity as well. So whatever came in, there was always a small allocation, not just to them, but a variety of charities. We always made sure a charity benefited from our shows um you know so we always give a small percentage um for the cat sanctuary um you know look i'm i'm talking to them now with the big cat sanctuary about let's 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 do a big show this year september um and raise money for that way you know the big cat sanctuary is absolutely brilliant uh, what a great charity and and i hope any listeners you know if you like cats uh, you got to donate to this big cat sanctuary because they deserve every penny. The guys behind it, James, they do a tremendous job, you know. And then, um, so if I win the lottery this weekend, which is apparently 175 billion, we'll give a good donation, and and for you fella, I buy your brand new studio. How about that? That's that's a good deal. <laughs>
0: I'll hold you to that and now of course that's legally binding because you've said it on camera uh, I've got the recording of it and everything and everything so absolutely fabulous okay Rocco well thanks ever so much for joining me today I know we could talk on for a lot longer because with your background and all the stories that you've got but I would like to wish you well in everything that you're doing I obviously look forward to maybe working with you and collaborating with you in the coming year or two in the next coming year or two and uh, thanks very much indeed for joining me on passions today
1: well my last message Phil we should be collaborating in the next few hours we don't need to wait a year (laughs) I told you
0: were driven. You're the tank. In my head now, you're the tank.
1: We'd be inspired. Phil, thank you so much. Thank you for your time as well.
0: You're welcome. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Phil. Thank you.